Hi there. Welcome in, bienvenue, and welcome to my worst audition ever, the podcast where I, Danny Vitorino, sit down with a guest and we discuss their worst audition ever. Quick tidbit, we are now available to Android and iOS users alike. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Don't forget to subscribe and leave some thoughts, some love, and if you're brave enough, your worst audition ever. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Worst Audition Ever Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Hi there, and welcome to My Worst Audition Ever, episode 12. Today, I am sitting down with Matthew Wade. Hi. Hey, bitch. <laughs> um, so tell us, what type of performer are you? What type of performer? Um, I, I guess you could, I most closely identify as a like musical theater uh, singer, first actor, dancer. Singer, actor, dancer. Yeah. Okay. What are you usually typed as when you go into an audition? Um, um, I'm probably typed as like the like sidekick or like the best friend or like a character type of vibe. Um, when I was in school, they used to say that I was playing like leading men roles, but I don't believe that shit. So yeah, mostly like character stuff. And well, there are different leading men yes. who are like side characters. Mm-hmm. Like didn't you, you played the hunchback of Notre Dame yeah. in a mm-hmm. performance. Correct. That's a side character who comes out as a lead. Yeah. So right? like, tracks like that mm, like okay. the the guy with a heart of gold i've never played a villain which i really would like to at, at some point i could see you playing a villain but they'd have to be really like homosexual <laughs> really sassy really sassy really like <laughs> like yes i'm gonna snatch that wig exactly like who does she think she yeah. is yeah don't think so you could be listen you should get your tap together and and go for um what's his name in mean girls Oh, Damien. Damien. Bitch, I asked you when that's that was first coming when see. that was first coming out. I asked you if I could play Damien. You're like, no, you're not fat enough. First coming out of what? The closet? No. When that show was first coming out, I was like, do you think I could play Damien? And you're like, I don't see it. And I was like, okay, fine. I didn't. I did not say that. Yes, you did. But maybe, okay, moving on. I, maybe I said I, I don't see it because I didn't see the show yet. I don't know what they were going to oh. do with him. Oh, okay. You yeah. take things so negatively. I'm anyway. not that negative. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving forward, what are some of the credits? We've talked about Hunchback. Is there anything else that you want to give the audience to give a little uh, yeah. energy about yourself? Sure. Um, I've done Hunchback in several different places around the country. Um, so that's like one of my favorite things I've done. But I've also done a lot of um, community theater, cabarets, uh, concerts, staged readings, labs of... Uh, new material by like up and coming composers. Um, yeah, what are the stuff like that? What are the characters like that you portray in these? Well, I do a lot of ensemble work, even though I feel like I don't blend in with an ensemble vocal. Um, but I do a lot of ensemble work or like featured bits in the ensemble. Um, I did a reading where I played the uncle, like the late twenties, early thirties uncle of like this this little girl. Um. So, like, it kind of is across the board from, like, Tom Person 5 to, like, a featured featured part, so. Hmm. What are some of your strengths that you see yourself having? Um, some of my strengths? Uh, I, I mean, I've always identified as a vocalist, first and foremost. Okay. Um, 
uh, I think I have a good uh, sense of humor, good comic timing. I've always, I don't want to say I've relied on my voice to get me places, because you shouldn't, the voice is not enough in 2019. But um, I'm most comfortable with my voice, um, although I really, really dislike hearing myself on video or recording. Really? I mean, um, that's common, though. A lot of people don't yeah. like that. I mean, my speaking voice is one thing, but my singing voice, I just, whenever someone plays it, I have to leave the room. I'm like, I can't. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I can't. It's the same thing. Like, whenever I go home and my my family's like, can you sing us a song? And it's like a room of like five people. I'm like, absolutely not. But yet I can, I'm totally comfortable singing in a, you know, an auditorium full of a thousand people. It's weird. It's a weird um, intimacy that just freaks me out. Is that your weakness? Intimacy? Definitely not. Um, (laughs) But, um, no, I just, for whatever reason, I can't bring myself to be like... Also, like, acoustics are a big thing, too. I'm not going to sing in a fucking living room with wood-paneled walls. I want to sing on a stage, girl. I want to, like, project and have my voice... I think your weakness is just uh, pickiness. You're very picky. Yeah. Sure. We'll call it... We'll call it picky. What would you call it? Standards. (laughs) Standards. Yeah. I would call it standards. Jesus. Okay. Um, moving forward. Sure. Tell us, what is your worst audition ever? Okay. So, worst audition ever. I was um, I was called back for a, a children's theater show. Mm-hmm. And they had given us some uh, music to learn and some sides to bring back into the room. And back then, I actually wore glasses because my vision has greatly improved and I, I don't wear glasses now even though I should anyway but at the time I had prescription reading glasses and I didn't bring them into the room with me for the when I was called in to to read and I kept like I couldn't see I couldn't see the sides in front of me so I kept having to be like to like stop the um because there was music playing in the background by the accompanist while I recited the sides Oh, so it was singing sides. Yeah, correct. Okay. Wait, why, mm. first of all, why didn't you bring glasses in with you? Were you trying know. to look this was, stylish? I, I just, I didn't like my frames at the time, I'm sure, and I didn't... Standards. Standards. Um, um, continue. So I didn't bring my glasses into the room, and I kept having to, like, do, like, that really squinty look whenever to, like, read the music. Come on, Tyra Banks. <laughs> so I kept having to, like, and then I was falling behind the accompanist, and they're like, do you need a minute? I was like, I'm just having a hard time reading the sides. And they're like, okay, take a minute and like, let's start over. And I just kept on like getting caught up on a word and then they'd have to stop again. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just call it a day. It's going to be a wrap for us. Oh my gosh. I was like, so I guess the point of that story is to prepare and make sure wear your glasses. Yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> that was it. They were like, thank you. They were, I mean, I was shocked at how easily perturbed they were that I like, I mean, I guess in an ideal world, you don't have to stop at all when you go in for a callback. But they were just like so irritated. But did I, you get anything out or were you just like continuously? No, it, like it was like maybe like 
like eight bars and then I'd have to like squint I'd be like and then they'd be like okay oh, whoa whoa okay um and the accompanist was getting was getting bitchy and irritated he was like some some fucking queen I yeah and did you were you given these sides before I was or? given them at the callback okay. so I didn't have them to rehearse with if that's what so it was like sightseeing and they were like, right, like testing a, like you a on cold all accounts yeah. got it that's probably why they were like he can't handle it right now how can he handle it in the future if we yeah. ever have any materials that we need to really get out there yeah you know i could see that but that still is shitty on your end but a lesson learned right maybe lower the standards a bit moving forward what's the you have a two you have a two stories today right for us so oh. what's the second story that you have okay yes so um this was when i was doing a a reading of a new musical I had already been cast as one of the the featured parts of um, the brother in this family that was in this show. And they just told me that I was cast and that I had to come to the first um, to the first rehearsal and they had sent me the script and the score, but I didn't meet any um, of the other cast members before this and they hadn't told me who was cast. It was just like an email from the director and with the um, the script and the score attached. Anyway, so that morning, I'm on the I'm on the train to go to the rehearsal, and there's this girl on the train who is just just thinks she's it, and is pushing my buttons. And so basically, long story short, her and I I made a comment. I was like, "Can you take off your fucking backpack?" Wait, what? <laughs> Why did you say that? What brought you to it? You can't long story short the story. <laughs> you need to know. No, it. like basically, she's just she's just like in everyone's way it's a, you know it's a crowded train it's like rush hour it's a crowded train she has on her massive ass like duffel bag backpack and she's Got knocking it. into everybody and just making a look and acting like no one can come within two feet of her and i'm just like this bitch is you know just a side note for people who don't live in new york when the subways are crowded yeah. and it's crunch time it's respectful to take your bags or accessories that are really don't need to be on you off and onto the floor next to you so that way people can stand without having getting stabbed every time we go forward and back on the on the train continue and no and i want to also add to that this just to be a bitch i when it's rush hour and you bring your fucking like mountain bike or your stroller with your five kids in it onto the train oh my god that can that's a no for me too you don't get to bring your train and your bike onto the train at 5 p.m. You are outside riding your bike. You can ride it back home. You can walk your stroller back home too, sweetie. Did you know that actually taking a bike on the MTA isn't really allowed? Oh, well, then I don't know why it's one of the people things... don't get fines for it because well, I it's see like, it every single day. It's like jaywalking. People do it every day in New York, but, but it is fine. It never happens, yeah. You know what I mean? Just Go side note. Anyway. Be careful. But yeah, it was just, so this girl was doing just basic, annoying little things like that. Just knocking her bag into everybody and then like acting like it was their fault for touching her. And I was like, I'm not having this. I hadn't had any caffeine. I don't drink coffee, but I hadn't had any like <laughs> sugar. Um, but so basically we got into a little, a little dispute on the train. Oh my gosh. And I told her off. I read her, the, I don't, I probably said something really snarky and. I'm sure you did. Made her clutch her pearls a little bit. Um, and then that was that. I got off the train at 34th Street and went to the rehearsal. Well, I get to the rehearsal and I walk in the room and it's a really warm environment for the most part until I look in the corner and I see that girl 
in the room who I just fucking mouth off to mouthed off to on the train. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? There's no way she's a part of this this reading of this show. And they have us so like my heart drops. I'm like, oh my god, this would happen to me. And she's like, not only is she in the show, she's playing my older sister. Perfect. You guys already so, had a little yeah, we so, situation. So yeah, I guess you could say that. So we already had like a brother and sister oh little God. quarrel on the uh-huh. train. So it was like it was like research. No. So what happened? No. Um. So it was just awkward. I mean, the rest of the cast was super lovely. Um. But it was just like this weird cloud <laughs> hanging Did you over. guys talk about it? No. I still, to this day, have never said another word to her besides... Did you think that there's a lesson to be learned from that situation? Not on my end. I think on her oh. end. Just to not not think that you're president of the United States. So you don't think there's a lesson to be learned for yourself? Maybe to I mean, watch I think this was just a freak that. happenstance of, like, this girl happened to be... I mean, this was like a one in a, one in a million. But that's New York. Everybody's a million. It's a million to one. One in a million. Everybody, like, especially if you're in the same area... Uh, traveling together, like you never know who's next to you or who yeah. they know. No, it's it's true. Um, my friend has a similar story. She's more of a dancer, but she was called back for a show, and they had a, like an early morning call, kind of like I did, and they were all getting in the elevator to go up to the studio, and it's like her and like five five other girls who are all going in for the same part, the same show, and the girl was like, "Yeah, I can't believe these fucking producers. They." call this this goddamn early i can't i mean i can't even do this right now well long story short the director of the show happened to be in the elevator mm-hmm. with her and her, like heard all this and then in her callback was like you probably should watch what you say um because you never know who's around you and long story short that girl did not get the part well i mean same thing can be said for you Henny, I was already cast. Well, yeah, but still, you had to work with that Booked person. It, it, you guys could have been best friends. No, that would have been a hard pass know. for me. <laughs> Whatever. She just gave off an aura of, like... Well, I think everybody else listening can maybe learn your lesson for sure. you. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So, moving forward, let's keep going. Um, what are your pre-audition rituals? When you go to an audition, what do you do beforehand to get you ready? Okay. Um, well, I have a series of warm-ups, vocal warm-ups, because mm-hmm. I'm not usually called back for a play, mm-hmm. um, mostly musicals. Um, but I have a, you know vocal trills um, going through the scales. I don't have, I don't own a piano. I can't play piano, so it's just like you know the simple like in, in the morning in the shower, just let the steam kind of wash over you and vocal trills and scales stuff like that. Um, but as far as other pre-audition rituals um i don't eat i don't i usually go to auditions on an empty stomach which probably isn't smart but i just know myself personally i don't like to go into the room with a full stomach i like to feel like an empty inside um what are your post audition rituals getting something you have to do (laughs) can i say that no truly though after an audition if i really bombed it if i really bombed the audition great therapy is just to get mercilessly fucked Well, that's the first. Um, we have a lot of people who just get like a cupcake or Starbucks, but that's great too. I mean, yeah, treat yourself to that. I mean, we all know that I love a good sweet treat, but I mean, it's just good to just kind of get out. No, because like, 
I think it releases endorphins in you. And I think it really... There's, it, a, there's a science to it. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a method to the madness in that sense. There's definitely madness in the method. Um, audition prep hobbies. Do you... Do you... Do you have any audition prep hobbies? Can you elaborate on what you mean by hobbies? Yes. So if you're given materials beforehand, do you go over them a few times? Do you not look at... Like we had somebody who who goes over it but never speaks it. And then the first time she says it is in the audition room. Something like that. Is there anything that you have like that? Or, you know, if you know that you're going in for a certain part, you watch a movie that has a similar part or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. If I'm called back for a, a pre-existing part that has like materials on YouTube or was recorded, I always listen to the um, the the video or the song or the whatever the link um, mm-hmm. to it, just to get a feel for what. I think it's also important to not try and emulate or copy anybody else and kind of make it your own. Um, mm-hmm. Like I would never, you know, be called back for the producers and then try and go online and emulate anything that Matthew Broderick does. You know what I mean? Um, but um, hobbies. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at the sides. I try and get a feel for it. I try and have a friend to... If it's a two-person scene, I try and have a friend read it with me. Um, and I go th- through the music and the sides, but not, like, compulsively. I try and let it come organically in the room. But I just want to get a feel for it and get it in my body. Get it on its feet. <coughs> so... <coughs> All right, so every week I have a word of the week, and I surprise a guest with a word. Okay. And I just want your feedback on it, what it means to you, audition-wise, personally, uh, in the work field, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can take your time with this. You don't have to rush. Um, so this week, the word is kind. What does that mean to you? Kind. Kind. Kind is what I look for most in a person. Kindness. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as like a boyfriend or a friend or, you know, a family member. Um, I think at the root of it all is kindness. I mean, I'm like, you've, I'm sure you've discovered through this podcast episode. I'm not the most compassionate person all the time, but that's only when I feel like I'm being attacked or when someone has done something wrong, that's Mm going to affect other people. So, but kindness is at the root of it all because I think deep down it costs nothing to be kind. Um, And I just feel like if you try and, you know, project kindness onto other people, it's going to come back to you, um, you know, several times over. Karma's a real thing. I believe Um, that too, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Do you think that there's a kindness that you have to have with yourself, especially after auditions absolutely yeah you just you have to learn to not to take it with with a grain of salt and just i mean obviously getting reject getting rejections helps you they say it helps you grow a a thick skin Mm -hmm. and a a tolerance for it which i will i believe is true but i think if you ultimately say you know i got up early i went to the audition you know and even if you it didn't go in your favor you can at least be kind to yourself and say, you know, at least I didn't leave that stone unturned. At least I know I went. And because I know, I mean, if I don't go to an audition that I really want to go to because, you know, in the morning I'm too tired or I don't feel ready or, you know, I make so many excuses to not go to auditions. But I know that when I do go and I drag myself there and I get ready and I warm up like I should, 
I can say, you know, I did it and I'm happy that I did it. And if I don't do it, I feel weird the rest of the day. Um, like I've, like I've kind of let myself down in a way. Um, so yeah, I feel like if you just are kind to yourself and say, you know, I came, I did my stuff, I left, you know, it is, it is what it is. So I think, yeah, I think you should be ultimately be kind to yourself in the whole process. All right. Do you have any upcoming work or projects that you want to share with the podcast? Um, not anything concrete that I can really say. Okay. Um, I have some stuff potentially coming up in the fall um, that would take me out of state. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think, I mean, at this point, audition season is pretty rap- much wrapping up. I mean, there's always little things that come up here and there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think the fall will be a good time. Um, and hopefully I can announce some more information on that. Where soon. do you announce your work? Oh, um, social platforms, social media, Facebook and my friends. I, you know, just verbally to people that I know. Um, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram on my Instagram story, um, which is, uh, Matthew Wade on Facebook and the Maddie Rick underscore on Instagram. Okay, sounds great. Um, I think that's all for this episode. All right, thank you. I had a great time so much sitting down with you for having me into your humble abode. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.